What's going on, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. You know where you are. It's Sports Card Strategy Show. This is episode 67. And as always, I've got my main man, Kendall Lefty McKee, representing Texas, representing JustBaseball.com and Wild Cards Box Breaks and Lexington, Kentucky. Lefty McKee, how you doing today? What's up, man? It's a fun weekend of sports. Just uh, overall happy with what went on in the sports world um and uh man i'm doing i think i'm doing better than you you sound a little under the weather yeah i told you a minute ago before we started i'm just ignoring this cold i'm trying to pretend it doesn't exist uh it's been about seven days now and it's just annoying um i think that's what they did to illness in the middle ages and um (laughs) i don't think that worked out well so yeah i don't think it did either and I'm I'm really glad that we don't live in the Middle Ages, brother, because we would not have these sports cars. We'd Let's have go. Other, we'd have a bunch of other crap to deal with. Um, so a <laughs> lot to talk about today. We're gonna have a fun show. A lot of good, a lot of good listener feedback. I met some listeners at Atlanta's Culture Collision Card Show. I went there just for Saturday. I flew in, uh, but ass early. Saturday morning, like literally I got up at like 3.45 a.m., got to the Nashville airport at like, I don't know, 4.45 and got to Atlanta at about 7.45. It's like a 30 minute flight. And uh, the show started at 10 on Saturday, but they let me in at nine, which was nice. They just kind of did not care who walked in early. So uh, didn't have a VIP pass or anything, but got into the show. So I'll talk about that. Uh, quite a I'll weave that into today's schedule but uh lefty I feel like you had something you wanted to to ask me at the beginning of the show today yeah yeah I have a fun trivia question this morning so I uh I saw this morning that Babe Ruth hit three home runs on his last game um for a team and so I just was like okay that's unique I didn't know that he played for them so what are the three major league teams that Babe Ruth played for? Um, God, I feel like I should know this. Obviously, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and let's see, another decent – I think a good guess would be that he stayed in New York and played for, like, the New York Giants or the Brooklyn Dodgers. So I'm going to pick between one of those two teams without trying to overthink it. Um, although I, for some weird reason, the Milwaukee Braves just popped in my head. Should I go Milwaukee Braves? Am I anywhere in the wheelhouse so far? Or am I really far off? You, you're, you're close. Yeah. You're closer close. than I thought you would get. I'll give you that. Okay. Um, let's go New York Giants. Okay. You're wrong, but your Milwaukee Braves was a good thought. Okay. But it was the Boston Braves that he played for. Boston Braves, okay. So he played one season for the Boston Braves after logging 14 years with the Yankees. He went back to Boston. Yeah. Wow, that's super interesting. Good good trivia question. Everybody uh, let us know if you were screaming into the into the Spotify or Apple. <laughs> you knew that answer. Yeah. When you're, were you mad at me? Let me know in the comments that I didn't know that. 
Uh, great trivia question by Lefty. And I just want to remind everybody of a few things before we get into the show. Uh, you can go premium free for a year at nooffseason.com. We've had many, many of you try that. Hopefully you like it. Uh, more and more people listening to the show coming in every day. I appreciate uh, the loyal listeners for a while and the new listeners. So new listeners, if you don't know what this is, this is the premium sports card investment report at nooffseason.com. We rank all of the players. And then in addition to that, we when you upgrade, you get all kinds of information around when to buy them, when to sell them, what cards to buy, what cards to avoid, all of that stuff. And if you want this, email me at paul at nooffseason.com to find out how. And a couple other things I just want to say. I started the premium pod. Um, I started posting episodes. So this is done through Spotify only. But if you go to premium.sportscardstrategy.com, and if you want to pay an additional $9.99 a month to get some premium podcast content from myself and occasionally Lefty, do that. Because what I'm doing, I'm, this is kind of how I'm kicking it off. I'm going through what I'm doing specifically myself and why and what I think, how I think you guys can do it or your own version of it. And Lefty and I, like, we don't, we get into a lot of details on the show, but I think this premium pod really gives me an opportunity to, you know, open up the hood, show you guys what's under the hood, like for real and what I'm doing and, and making it not just about what I'm doing, but making it about what you guys are doing, because I would love to have some of you on the premium pod. This is what I thought lefty, like why not for the premium pod members, why not invite them on the show and we can talk with them about what they're trying to do on the show. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of you email in or you'll, you'll tweet at us or uh, drop a comment on the YouTube channel. And that's awesome. But if you really want to get into it, if you really want to like have us go through your strategy, join the premium pod, premium.sportscardstrategy.com. We'll have you on so we can go through it together. Uh, if that is, if you're okay with kind of sharing that with the other premium pod members. Chad Gill, good morning from Wisconsin. He says, listening while plowing out the dealership this morning. That sounds interesting. Chad, great seeing you. So he's listening. Must be snow on, related. Yep, got to be snow related, right? So he must be on a, uh, hopefully on a, like with a snowblower. And he's listening on YouTube, which is not easy to do. And he's commenting while snowblowing. So be safe out there, Chad. We love you. RPO, yeah. <laughs> RPO Sports Cards, good morning to you as well. Great to see you guys. What's up, um, RPO? And then one other thing I want to do is if any of you just want free sports cards, now that I'm back in Tennessee, I've got like all these cards that I had sorted out um, over the, the past couple summers. And I wasn't sure if they would have any value. So I wasn't sure if I was going to list them. Some of them do, and I've been listing them. Others are just kind of neat cards from the 80s and 90s. But I'll be honest, they're not really anything special. But for somebody's PC, like if you if if you know of anyone or if you want these for yourself or your kids and they're I'll just tell you what they are. They're basically 1980s and 1990s basketball primarily. I sorted out like all of the Hall of Famers a while ago. So I've got a ton of their kind of I even got like some niche guys like Bill Lambeer, you know, because a lot of people will collect just some random stuff. And so anyone with kind of a niche fan base, I've got their cards from the NBA. 
Um, there's some football cards from that same era, 89, 90, 91, primarily, primarily basketball, football, some baseball from that era. So I would, I would love to just mail. I'd love to just get rid of these. Honestly, they're sitting at my desk. They're too good to throw away. They're not really good enough to sell, but if you guys just want them, email me at paul at nooffseason.com or drop a comment below or whatever. And I'm happy to just send them to you. Um, so yeah, let me know. Adam, Adamson. Adam Adamson is in Australia. It's 12 a.m. Yes, this is great. Great to have you on, Adam. Hopefully uh, things are going well for you in Australia. Big Australian Open uh, over the weekend. Pretty cool. The Joker winning his 22nd career major. How do you feel about that, Adam? Hopefully you were able to. So many people hate him. So many people hate him. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. I I think he actually had some visa issues with. Like couldn't get back into the into Australia and stuff. This was like his first time back. Interesting. Okay, didn't follow that too closely, but did see the results. And uh, interesting. Um, yeah, tennis. Not sure how many of you collect tennis cards, but uh, would 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 be uh, interested to know that. I did see uh, a booth at Culture Collision that was basically all tennis cards. A lot wow. of a lot of net pro. A lot of the like graded net pro top people from back in the day, like Serena. and. Did and you Nadal. see the one girl that we had on our gauntlet one time? Oh, we had Coco Golf on our gauntlet. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't see any Coco Golf cards. But uh, So I think that's all of my announcements. I just want to give away some sports cards. I want you guys to join the premium pod, premium.sportscardstrategy.com. And, of course, I want you to get a free year at nooffseason.com. So email me at paul at nooffseason.com about all of these things. Great to have all of you listening. Uh, I think it's time to jump into L of the week. So um, Kendall, I'll go first. I'm going to try to keep mine pretty short. Um, L of the week for me was it's the, it's the show related. So it's um, it, well, while I could go with a bunch of sports stuff that happened over the weekend, I'm going to go with some show related stuff at culture collision. Number one is I'm going to, I'm calling it buying Georgia and Atlanta Falcons. So Georgia Bulldogs players and Atlanta Falcons cards while you're at the Atlanta culture collision card show. And I think, I think lefty knows why, because again, guys, this show is about sports card flipping basically. And so it's called the sports card strategy show because we're trying to help you with an overall strategy to make money flipping sports cards and we also say investing because investing kind of relates to more of a long term flipping is more of that three to to maybe even nine month window whereas investing could be you know probably longer than longer than nine months longer than 12 months but this is what the show's about so my thing is while i love the fact that there are collectors and that this booth at the atlanta culture collision card show with only georgia bulldogs cards and atlanta falcons players cards in it is a smart idea, right? Because what a great place to sell those cards. Just not a great place to buy them unless you're collecting. Like if you're a collector and you see like a sick Desmond Ritter card, um, great. Like I have nothing against collectors for their PC doing that, but those prices are so inflated on those cards. And the reason why I say this is because this happens everywhere this will happen at a wisconsin card show for wisconsin badgers players and green bay packers and milwaukee bucks this will happen in denver at a denver card show 
for Nuggets players and Broncos players. I mean, any any local card show, I just if you're listening to this show or watching us and you're trying to get advice on making money in sports cards and you're at a local card show, don't buy like that city will have mainly players from that city. A lot of those a lot of those people will. That's just how it works. But don't buy them there. And so that's kind of my L. That's one of my L of the week. The other L of the week, Kendall, and this is why I don't rip hobby boxes or packs, but I did I did get a good deal on an NBA Hoops 2022-23 hobby box. Everyone there that I told that I got this deal to was super jealous of me. Uh, $115. So great deal. It was below comps. It was a hot, like, and uh, the, the, the vendor said it was his last one. It was like right before 10 o'clock. So I was like, oh, I got this, you know, got in early, got this deal. I'm gonna, and I think my sports card strategy was I'm going to rip this now at my hotel room after the show to get to, to list everything right away. Cause I've never, I've always been jealous of people who can do this because I've been in Spain. So in Spain, there's no way logistically possible that I could ever be the first to rip a hobby box or one of the first and then list it immediately on eBay. Now I can do it. But let me tell you, man, like, like Dalen Terry was my auto and he's just like the Chicago bull, uh, not getting any playing time played with, with Benedict Mathurin at Arizona, I think. So, so the latest news on him is that Benedict Mathurin thinks that Dalen Terry is going to be a great pro, but what else is he going to say? I mean, it's his college teammate. Yeah. I wanted a Benedict Mathurin auto, but I got a yeah. Dalen Terry. So just, just my L is, and then I, I bought also a bunch of prism, um, prism packs for 10 bucks each 2021, 22 basketball. Great deal. But just didn't pull anyone worth anything. But I did. I'll, I will say this NBA hoops. I did get this guy, Kendall. Nice. For those of you listening, I'm holding up just a base Chet Holmgren NBA <laughs> rookie card, which is going to be worth D-I-C-K all. But you know what? I'm throwing it up there anyway just because Kendall. I appreciate it. Thanks. So, thanks, man. L of the week for me, ripping anything. <laughs> I just probably – I'm not going to rip anything anymore from an investment standpoint. <laughs> And, uh, and then just like looking at local cards from the local market at the city in which the show is being hosted in that I'm at just no interest in that. Yeah. But, uh, that's my L of the week. Yeah. We, we comment, like if I, if I'm going to card shows here in the area, like Tyler hero cards go off, you know, like being in Kentucky, it's all these Kentucky basketball cards. Nobody deals anything, any baseball-related cards. Nobody has them. There's, like, this two tables with vintage Reds gear. Like, that's it. Um, there's actually one guy who whose name is Aaron, I believe. But Aaron is a collector of Bowman Chrome Autos, and he actually has some pretty decent prices. So if you're out there, Aaron, listening, which I know you are, yeah, like, you know, just, like, just like uh he's listening yeah for sure um just like chad gill plowing his dealership yeah and adam so we're and we're adam. multinational at this point when, when you guys are um out there in your hometowns don't buy the team that you're that you love for instance me being a texas rangers fan in kentucky is brilliant because I find the weirdest cards just the weirdest cards out here uh of people i found a are you an HGTV fan, Paul? 
I'm familiar. I haven't. Well, I don't think I've watched that channel in a while, but yeah, sure, you've been in Spain shows. for a while. <laughs> yeah. You know who uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines I know, are? I do know who they okay. are. Yeah. So uh, I found a Chip Gaines out of 50 Allen and Ginter auto one time. That's nice. And uh, somebody was like, yeah, it's like $5. My parents live in Waco. So I put it on the, you know, like I put it, I just put a picture of it on there and everybody was like, you should have bought it. What are you doing? I would have paid freaking a billion dollars for that. See, that's like, a play Dang. right there, people. I know. See, that's I wasn't thinking. It was actually my first card show I ever went to. So, well, my first card show that I went to since the pandemic i guess so yeah um i feel like you had card collectors and card investors pre and post pandemic like there's just <laughs> you yeah. know i went to my first card show in this millennia you know <laughs> right no i think you're probably right i was i'm a post i'm a post pandemic card uh you know i collected when i was eight nine and ten years old pre-pandemic right. i was not flipping sports cards I'm yeah a, i was not I'm investing a, in sports right. cards exactly Lefty, you got an L for us. Other than other than your Chip Gaines L, you got an L, L of the week. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I was a, I was a little bummed that the Bengals lost last night. I think that's an L for me. I w- I really wanted Joe Burrow to get back to the Super Bowl, um, for his prices and for all like, I live in Bengals country, right? <clears throat> and so, so many people are rooting for him here. Like, I mean, Joe Shiesty is like he's the man here. Like he is. You know, like you don't go to a card show here and try to buy Joe Burrow cards. That's for sure. Um, but I was bummed that Patrick Mahomes uh, ended up beating him out. Although I think it was a great game to watch. Um, I'd also think there's an L for the hobby, the way that the 49ers lost, like because Brock Purdy got injured in the first like quarter and all that kind of stuff. Um I just think that game could have been more competitive had he been healthy the whole time. And I think, um, you know, you really deserve, maybe not deserve, that's not the right word, but you really expect good football at the end. And and that game really wasn't worth watching after about 20 minutes. You know, like Jalen Hearns and the, and the Eagles are clearly, they have been the best team in the AFC all year. I mean, the NFC all year. Uh, I think the AFC is going to just go roll them, honestly. I think the Chiefs are going to just, toast them but um that's a hot take i bet but uh my l of the week is just like the way that that folded out i really wanted it to go the other way um and i think uh l slash w that i'll get to in a second is the way that the january united states men's national team camp rolled out um that's another kind of thing um that i'm going to talk about later uh that i really wanted to make a full-length podcast on and i might still do that um but um yeah so that those are my l's like very brief l's um i guess another l is i'm I'm having trouble moving cards right now um so yeah i mean i just i'll be vulnerable with you guys i'm having trouble selling cards they're all up online and for sale and places and i'm interacting with some of you guys putting cards out and it's just like everybody's like nah it's cool i'm not not really buying right now and i'm like "Mm, okay all right (laughs) interesting interesting yeah i'm uh i'm i'm gonna talk about that in a second but i have uh sold some cards recently i sold i did sell my nd psa 9 refractor out of 499 so i bought that for 50 bucks raw had it graded at PSA in in the August promotion or the July promotion yeah July promotion for 
it was below nineteen dollars. I don't remember exactly. It was like a fifteen dollar promotion or what. But anyway, I'm about six about sixty five bucks into the card, and I sold it for one twenty. Um, nice. it got a nine, a PSA nine. So I just kind of it might have been early, right? But I there is still a lot of hype around Endy. Thanks to you. I mean, you and your audience, Kendall, like you've you've built up Endy quite a bit. So I got a nice pump and dump thanks to you on Endy. And uh, no, I actually think, you know, I probably could have held him because he's he probably hasn't peaked yet in his value. So it's pro probably still a good time to buy it. But I, I didn't want to really hold a PSA 9. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like I'm kind of a brat now uh, with PSA 9s versus PSA 10s. Like I'm kind of selling my PSA 9s for just to break even or a small loss just to like hold the tens. Like it's kind of like getting some cash back and maybe that's why I'm not. So I feel like the ND sale could be a win of the week because there's anytime there's profit, you know, that's a win. And so that could be one of my wins of the week. So I don't think I'm having trouble selling cards, but I, but I just, I'll let you guys know over the coming weeks because I took Bob's or I took Bob's card market strategy, Rob Masora from Bob's card market um told me that the way that he sells cards is instead of doing auctions he doesn't call them reverse auctions but i'm kind of calling them reverse auctions now where he goes buy it now and then he lowers the price by 10 percent. like if it doesn't sell he'll take offers of course but if, if there's no offers and he hasn't sold the card he'll lower the price by about 10 percent, like every month i think he said or he's got some formula so to me that's kind of a reverse auction where it's like i'm gonna list it super high on a buy it now take offers and then and, and his strategy was i'm gonna get all of my inventory up so that i don't have to worry about trying to get cards listed at a particular time i'm just gonna get all my inventory up and then it kind of beefs up the eyeballs and I like that because I was before I talked to him, I was kind of thinking, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to list auctions at the right time. But now I'm thinking, well, it does make sense to have all your inventory up, because if you you made a point to me a while back where it's like if you've got all these bids on, I think I had a ton of bids on an O'Neill cruise card, for example. And you were like, oh, that's going to be great. All those eyeballs are going to be great for all of your other cards that you have up. And I was kind of like, shit, I don't really have any other cards up right now. So anyway, um, I think, I think that's a good, um, that's a good thing that I, and, and so sorry to hear that you are, are, are having trouble moving cards. I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm in that category. I, I feel pretty good. Adam Adamson, I'm just going to say he's noticed, uh, he, Adam Adamson says lower price cards moving quicker. 10 to 15 USD, higher price cards, much slower. And that's the same at these card shows too, man. Uh, that's a good point, Adam. Yeah, it is a Dutch auction. It is a Dutch auction. You're right. What I just described is not a reverse auction. It is actually a Dutch auction. Um, and uh, Brian Steeler714, good morning to you as well. Let us know if you guys have any questions. We'll have time for some questions. And we'll, I got a, a question to queue up. But um, the other W of the week, real quick, is I just want to talk about my pickups uh, uh, at the Culture Collision card show. These are kind of my, this is my W of the week. Now, I had a bunch of videos from the culture collision now, and we just not going to have enough time for me to like narrate you guys through the videos of the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a premium pod and it's going to be on Spotify. Like I mentioned earlier, as well as YouTube. So if you want to join, you don't necessarily, well, you can join both. I would appreciate it if you join both because there will be some different 
content on each, but there'll be a lot of crossovers. So don't feel obligated to join both. If you normally listen, just join the audio one on Spotify, premium.sportscardstrategy.com. If you normally watch on YouTube though, or you want to see some more video content, like what I'll do an episode on the culture collision where I'll narrate you guys through, show all the videos and everything. That just if just go to the YouTube channel and just click join. It's the same price, $9.99 a month. So um, wins from the card show. Anthony Edwards is a guy that I have been buying. And this is a Prism uh, rookie signatures auto 2020 rookie auto sticker auto. You can't see from the screen now, really, but it looks like it'll get a nine. There's a, a bit of a corner, but it has good centering. Um, good surface, pretty good surface. And it's got a top left corner. Don't um, grade the auto. Yeah, the auto is horrible. So I'm not, good call, Kendall. Not going to grade the auto. And I'm actually, and, and the reason why, other than the crappy auto, the reason why I'm really not going to grade the auto is because I'm getting them all in. My goal going into the show was literally to pick up five to 10 raw cards to grade because I need the 20 to get the PSA bulk dis value discount at $19 a card and you can't use the auto is that's just a card grade so yeah and I got so Jackson Churio this is a mojo refractor nice base, uh 15 bucks good price there oh the a Anthony Edwards 250 bucks so go look up recent comps they're more than 250 bucks so I got <laughs> yeah, I got a nice. deal on that um from a 15 year old uh young man who looked 35 and he wanted me to guess his age um, he was, he was awesome. And then I got, so Chris, Christian Encarnacion Strand, CES, he's in our baseball card rankings. Uh, Curtis Mead, this is a, just a base auto first. This is a Curtis Mead out of 250. Oh, Kendall's got his. Curtis Mead out of 250, non-auto. And a guy Kendall mentioned last year, Christian Santana. Uh, this is a gold shimmer non-auto out of 50. So three of these cards for 110. I did call Lefty, and Lefty said they were all at recent comps, so I felt like that was a pretty good deal. Really nice dealer. Max Muncy uh, Mojo for 3 bucks. Nice. Might trade that. Uh, these are nothing, but I'll put them out there anyway, guys, because I like this strategy. These are This is a Justin Fields base Donruss Don and a Tyrese Maxey base Donruss rated rookie. These are each like in the dollar bin and they looked, and there's a lot of them in the dollar bins, but I really eyeballed all of them and just picked out ones that I think can gem. And if I throw them in at the $19 card level, when I'm already making a submission, so I don't have to pay extra shipping and all that stuff. Now I'm at $20 there. And if you look up the recent comps on a 10, they're going to be about double that, I think. Or if you sell them at the right time, they should be about double that. So why not? Why not try it? A um, couple other things real quick. The bigger ones that I think are wins are this is a Tyrese Maxi. Beautiful. I, I love these cards. I'm I'm starting to fall in love with the Optic Contenders rookie ticket autos. Uh, on card, this is a um, variation premium edition auto, and this is a PSA ten. Yeah. And the story behind you got this, a great deal on that man. I think so too because. There's not many recent comps on this particular card, but the most recent comp on the non-premium edition auto is $450, but that was back in the fall, you know? And so now 
to get it, I got it for 500 cash. So there's a few things about this strategy. One is 500 cash at a show is about 450 eBay for me because living in Tennessee, sales tax, shipping, it's going to be about 500. Uh, another thing is this is the premium edition. So I think it's better than the better card than the last comp. It's already a PSA 10. Um, Tyrese Maxey's hooping, you know, and, uh, and he's your guy. I love him. I love him. He's on my short list. It's Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Maxey, a little bit of Cade Cunningham and a little bit of Giannis only because Giannis is out of my price range with the Giannis cards that I want, but those are my guys. So he's on my list. Joe, the farmer, Joe the farmer, if you're listening while you're farming, uh, thank you for making this deal with me. Shout out to you. Joe the farmer sold me this card. Um, I had to go, the, the internet wasn't working very well. I had to go to the ATM. He was going to take Venmo or PayPal. I had to go to the ATM. He waited for me. Apparently in the meantime, the kid, the little kid who had sold him this earlier in the day went back and asked him how much he could buy it back for. That's, I guess the kid had a little seller's remorse on the maxi. Um, shout out to the kid as well, whoever you are. Um, but Joe, the farmer held it for me. And then we had walked away from each other. And then he came back, tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around. I'm like, Hey man, what's up? He goes, Hey, your voice sounds familiar. Are you the host of the sports card strategy show? And I was like, <laughs> yes, sir, I am. And he goes, I listen to you while I'm farming. Keep up, Let's lefty. Go. Keep up the good work. So that Let's was cool. Go. Um, and then real quick here, Lefty, this is this is the one I called you about. I interrupted yeah. interrupted your Saturday. So this is a Kyle Manzardo PSA 10 Bowman Chrome first auto out of 99 green auto out of 99 already in a PSA 10. And I got this for 550. The guy I told left lefty's like, I'd take it for 550. That's a great price. Great price. I'm like, okay, that's, I'm going to pull trigger on that then. And then I went back. I'm like, I told lefty, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to offer him 500. He's like, Oh, come on. I'm going to do it for 550. I'm like, okay. All right. So I go back. The guy was super cool. I'm like, Hey, would you budge on this at all? Like, can you go like, I'll do 500. He goes, I'm not budging. It's got to be 550. I'm like, okay, done. Let's do it. So um, I feel like lefty, you can elaborate here, but I feel like these were my wins of the week. One more thing. I had $5 cash left in my pocket. And the show was ending. And I just ran up to this. I ran up and found this Jalen Green prism that looks like it could gem. And the guy had an $8 sticker on it. And I was like, you've got eight. I've got five cash right here. He's like, done. Okay, great. So that's how I ended the show, like right at the buzzer. Jalen Green at the buzzer. <laughs> Probably send that in with the rest of the uh, PSA submission that I've been talking about. So, all right. Thanks for uh, letting me do my long win of the week here. But I was at a card show. So, I'm allowed to be long-winded. Man, honestly, win of the week. Good car shows, there's just nothing better, bro. Like, I wish we had, like, decent card shows around where I'm at. I mean, Atlanta, six hours. Chicago, five hours. <laughs> you know, like, Dallas, 18, you know, or 14. Uh, and then, you know, every, once a year, I get to go to the National. So, um, but I think... I think it, had I been at the show, the cards that you were showing me, I think I would be massively in debt. 
because you were yeah. getting some great deals on some be. Bowman Chrome autos. And I just would have gone ham, I think, you know, just been yeah. like, Katie, we will get it in the, oh, we'll, it'll wash on the other side, you know? So. Totally, totally. What's up, Greeny Green? Good to see you. Chad Gill says uh, he sold a little over $5,000. No, a little over 5,000 cards. Holy crap. Chad, yeah, I think I remember you. You've got this system where you're selling all these yeah. cards. A little over 5,000 cards on eBay last year, and I do all buy it now only do auctions if it's hot card good timing cool good insight there. chad what's that system again yeah chad I let us know the system in the comments and we'll read it out but i think he's got like i think it was like a scanner and shipping labels and like yeah i think it was like a multi a multi posting site or something yeah. like where he posts like 100 cards at a time or something i think that's right i think that's right yeah so kendall you're far away from a lot of the card shows i could have I would have driven to Atlanta because it's only three and a half hours from me, but we only have one car. So the savings of only having one car, I just took a Southwest flight over and got there. Um, but you yeah, actually that's... flew Southwest. I they actually Southwest. are doing that. Yep, we're doing it. We're doing it. I'm, um, I'm glad RPO that they got Sports... over their, uh, RPO their Sports Card says, love the good show st card show stories. Going to one in Houston this weekend, and I'm stoked. Let us know how that goes, RPO. We want to hear yeah. from you. Um. Where is it? I might send some guys out there that I have some friends in Houston that love cards. So let us know, RPO. Or check sportscardinvestor.com. I've been updating the sportscardinvestor.com card shows page. So hopefully I'm doing a good job uh, on there, doing a little work for them. Um, so, Kendall, got a win of the week or is it just. I like do. Yeah, I do have some win of the weeks. Um, my, my win of the week is. I got to watch national team soccer again. I think that's a, a thing I briefly mentioned a second ago. Um, but some of the names that I've been dropping in here are like over the past 12 months or so really got a lot of runtime at the premium level. Um, and I think guys I'm particularly excited about Cade Cal, Paxton Aronson, um, Brand, uh, Brandon Vasquez, Gaga Slamina, those guys all performed pretty well. I would say um, Cade, Brandon, and Gaga played pretty good. Uh, Paxton showed how small he is, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, he played well, and he had shots on goal, all that kind of stuff. He even played a full 90 minutes in the second game. Um, it, he just he just kept getting like pushed off the ball because of how actually small he is like physically, um, which I think is something that his brother has had to play around. Like they've had to develop other strengths because they are, they are generally small. Both of them actually like, I would be like way taller than both of them. Uh, but you know, that they, they're like they're mosquitoes. Like that's what the Aronson brothers are best at is just nagging the, uh, the other team. And, uh, and he still did that. Like, although he looked like a little kid out there among these towering Colombian dudes in the second game, um, you know, like there was one, he was like fighting for a ball in the end line and the guy was like a foot and a half taller than him. And he just was like trying to push the guy. And like, it literally looked like a kid was fighting their dad. Like, it was just like, oof, you know, it was a bad look for, for the him in that specific like image. But I think he held his own, um, which is going to be fun to watch. The U-20 World Cup is coming up soon, and all of those guys, basically, other than Brandon, are going to be on that U-20 team. 
they're going to just destroy. I'm really, really excited for Cade, actually. I think he is somebody that's uh, this a diamond in the rough. Um, he is a dual national, so if he does pick America, I think he'll be the, like the, the attacker of the future, um, super young, uh, going to go overseas most likely. He already got a bid. He was connected with Everton last offseason. Like, he's had some like multi-million dollar offers, and uh, San, uh, San Jose Earthquakes are still just holding out for that big cash in. But uh, he's definitely going to be for real, I think. So uh, it was fun to watch them. Um, a win this week as well. Is, uh, I did get some PSA stuff back. Nothing, uh, you know, extraordinary, but nothing bad either. It's kind of all just like mostly nines, uh, which sucks, but also is, you know, you're you're making money. Um, and then um, what was my other? Oh, man, I loved watching Giannis drop 50 last Yes, night. my guy. Like I, there was two basketball games that I could not take my eyes off this weekend. Well, three. The Kentucky-Kansas game was awesome. Yep. Uh, that was a great, great college basketball game. But, of course, that does nothing for our card market. So I'm just going to leave that there. But I think I watched the 76ers play the the Nuggets this weekend. And that game was nuts. Like, watching Maxi and Embiid go. And, yes, I'm not even going to mention Harden, and except for I just mentioned him there. But, like, I think – it's Maxi and Embiid for me. Like those dudes are so fun to watch. And then on the other side, you got Jokic and Murray, and oh man, it was just so fun. And Bones Highland, come on, let's go. Let's go, Bones. I feel like both of them in like Bones is obviously not in the same level as Maxi, but like I feel like me and you have like this affinity for Bones and Maxi when we most do. people are like, yeah, it's Jokic and Embiid. And we're like, nah, dude, and I'm like, what did the Bo- other guy. Oh, I'm like, oh, Bones played 15 minutes and had 11 points. I'm like more <laughs> excited about that than I am about Jokic. I know, me too. Krim actually told me a really funny story uh, this weekend about a Bones Highland card that 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 got um, that came through the, the Texas Roadshow, but... I won't air that laundry, but it was a really funny story that he got to be in a transaction for a, a gold uh, Bones Highland auto. Wow. So, nice. but those are my wins is just being able to see good basketball um, and, and good soccer. But I think another like a, a win that's kind of not necessarily for me is that we're getting close to spring training. That's typically when it's selling season for baseball cards. Um, I want to list as many cards as I can. Um, I have a lot of autos between like the three and twelve dollar range, and I bought a bunch of them. Think you know, and and some of them have popped off, but some of them have kind of stayed in that range longer than I wanted to. So um, if anybody's looking for cheap Bowman autos, I'm I'm looking to move some so that I can kind of have a more bankroll. So uh I, there's this guy that hit me up earlier this week and he's like yeah man like what do you got in that in that little like in that price range i showed him everything and he's like yeah we're good <laughs> i was like <laughs> all right cool uh so but uh i'm not mad about that obviously but you know it's just like uh, me continuing not to be able to sell cards is, is kind of getting frustrating <laughs> at this point yeah. so well not to throw salt in the wound here but i just i just sold another card just just now during the show it's not like a huge thing but basically got my money back for probably a card that i maybe shouldn't have graded 
Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, pros- uh, first Bowman prospect, green out of 99, paper card. Mm-hmm. Um, PSA 9 it got. And, you know, got my money back, sold it for about $25 for That's that pretty card. Good. Pretty um, good for a paper card. Yeah, right. So I'm trying to, you know, that's that's part of the strategy too is like not, you know, if I can not take a loss or a huge loss. Like my thing my thing is I'm going to break even on probably 80% of my transactions and if the if the other 20% is like a 20% profit, then that's a 20% profit over I mean, it's not literally a 20% profit overall on all the cards, but it is a 20% profit in general on, you know, and not a not a loss, which is like and do and doing this for fun and creating content with it and having a good time and like making new friends and all that stuff. Like that's um that's a win for me. So I don't have to I've I've said this before, but I don't have to sell every card for a profit. Like I'll offload cards, I'll give cards away with other sales. I know you you do that too, Lefty. So you know that's um that's definitely definitely part of it. Now uh, for me, the buy, one of my buys of the week, we've mentioned this guy several times. I even just bought one um, and showed it to you. But if you look at marketmoversapp.com, uh, the data around a Tyrese Maxi uh, card like this, 2020 Optic Purple Shock PSA 10, um, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to make money in cards you just have to buy the right cards if you're not going to spend a lot of money. Like uh, an example is like I dropped five fifty on the Kyle Manzardo. That's a lot of money for me. I'm not doing that. on. I'm not doing that very often. I dropped 500 on this maxi. I'm not doing that very often, but you know, I would say the next level down for me personally is, is trying to find cards like this. So of the same player that I like, down in value over the last 30 days by almost 40 percent that that to me shows that uh this is a deal now so for around 43 dollars, if you can get like a card in this already graded in the psa 10 and then when the nba playoffs are coming up they're right around the corner the sixers are second in the eastern conference we talked about maxi and i can tell you that everyone i ever say the name tyrese maxi to whether in person or online they say, I love Tyrese Max. I love that guy. This guy has a card market. And so um, I like I like this card as as my buy of the week where it's uh, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. It's probably a low pop because not a lot of people had it graded and that's fine, but it is a low pop. It's not the base card. It's a cool looking card. It's Tyrese Maxi. It's 43 bucks. It could easily double in price during the playoffs. That's my very, very simple marketmoversapp.com buy of the week you can uh, get your first month for only one dollar if you use the promo code no off season so check that out nice man yeah i think i think i may uh buy myself a tyrese maxi card this week i got about 125 dollars to play with so might go out and get crafty on one get, of those. get an anthony edwards or a tyrese maxi you might still be able to get some anthony edwards just I know this doesn't excite anyone, but base prism PSA tens for you could probably get maybe close to two of them, one and a half of them for that much money. Uh, Ryan Burusky, before we get to Kendall's uh, buy of the week, what's up? He's at work. Got to make that card money. Keep up the great work. Just wanted to say hi. Can't stick around. We love that. Good to see you, Ryan. Ryan's been emailing in too. 
BM, I hope this does not stand for bowel movement, has two uh, – he says he has two quick questions. We love you, man. BM, thanks for being on the show. Uh, what do you guys think about Nick Claxton? Mm. This is a great question for Gary that is a great from Hoops question. and Cards. Gary from Hoops and Cards would love to elaborate on a Nick, Nick Claxton. So shout out, Gary, if you're listening. Um, he's not a guy that I would buy. I would have to, so BM, I'd have to do some research on Nick Claxton. I like him as a player. I mean, he's definitely like coming into his own and playing well and getting more minutes. And Brooklyn is interesting. They could actually make it far this year in the playoffs. That looks, they look, they look good. Brooklyn looks good. Nick Claxton could be a sleepy little guy, sleepy little, uh, flip in the playoffs. If you, I mean, I would think you could get him for, here's my thing. I would think you could get him for super cheap right now even some really, really nice Nick Claxton cards. Like I'm talking autos, uh, you know, serial numbered stuff from big releases. And then if Brooklyn is in the spotlight in the playoffs, say second, third round, and Nick Claxton has a moment, then BM, you're onto something. Mm -hmm. The thing that I don't necessarily love about that play is I think by the time you end up, in order to profit on Nick Claxton, so many things have to go your way and fall your way that by the time you spend enough money on Nick Claxton cards and hope that things happen, you could have spent that money elsewhere or you're taking a big loss. Um, and so I would say this, because this is all fun also, and this is kind of alternative sports betting also, if you want to root for Nick Claxton even more, then make those plays. Like I've got nothing against that. But, it, but if am I going to advise you to go buy Nick Claxton? Not necessarily, but great question. Kendall, did you have anything to add to that? I, I would just say I love Nick Claxton. I've had him on my fantasy team all year, and I've been watching Brooklyn from just from doing that. Um, I'm in a fun fantasy league with some of my buddies from back home, and so like we've been playing together for a long time. Um, but with, in basketball fantasy, for instance, I'm not that good at it. Like I don't understand how I'm so bad at fantasy sports, other than baseball. I do pretty well there, but like football and basketball. I watch it all the time. I'm on waiver wires all the time, and I'm just not good. I just am not good. Uh, but, but anyway, but with Nick Claxton, I've been surprised in at his like involvement in the team. I thought he was going to be a fringe guy, and he's definitely a guy that they're moving through. The only unfortunate part about him, though, is that he's a hack a shack dude. Like with teams, when they have fouls to give, and they can sit in that little two minute window in the NBA that you can just you know, foul for whatever, for like forever. Um, he's just getting fouled because his free throw percentage is horrific. So he's great on the boards. Um, he's a really, honestly, a good scorer. Uh, he just really struggles at the free throw line. Plus, I'm not big on investing in centers. We just talked about how a lot of people are like Embiid and Jokic, and we're like, no, Maxi and Bones Highland. You know, it's like you would think um, – now, I'm not a basketball sports card strategy guy. Like, I'm not the guy to talk about that. But I would say that if you're investing in a basketball player, centers don't move the same way that, that yeah, that's a good point. Do. I'm glad you mentioned that because I blew past that. I mean, that's a great question, Bill. So, Bill, you know, I was kidding about BM, right? So, your name is not Bowel, it's Bill. So, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for the great question. Um, and, uh, so centers don't move as well, but also like Chad uh, is throwing in some great data here. So, so Chad says Claxton silver prisms, which is kind of, which is a good, that's actually another great example of a card that you could buy for a guy like, like that are up 20% in the last 30 days. 
Uh, Chad says, so that ship kind of sailed 30 days ago. Great flip opportunity if they make if they do well in the playoffs. So um, Bill says he bought uh, some singles for uh, really cheap for Claxton. So good. I mean, good work. Yeah. I mean, great. Play. We love the play. I actually love the play, Bill. I, I applaud the play. Not something I'm going to do personally, but glad that you brought it to the show just because I don't do it personally. I mean, that really doesn't mean that statement doesn't mean anything. Like when I say that's not something I'm going to do personally, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And worst case, we'll just PC. So that's perfect, actually. I love I mean, we literally talked about earlier this year, I was comparing Nick Richards and and then you brought up James Wiseman. And honestly, Nick Claxton is better than both of those guys. So it's like, you know, and we so we honestly should have said like, if we could go back, we'll be like, oh, no, 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 do Nick Claxton instead. Because yeah. I, I bought three random autographs of Nick Richards, hoping that Plumley would get moved before he did and that he would get some run. And now Williams is in the mix and Plum, uh, and Richards yeah. isn't even getting play time. So. And, and I think, though, like to kind of bring this full circle, what you just said, Kendall, like that's why I don't buy those guys. Because yeah. I don't know, like it is kind of like a roulette wheel to me. And so as much as I love basketball cards, I am very centered around like five specific guys maximum. Um, three of them, which I talk about on the show all the time. And the other two are Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. So I just kind of like, I don't see as much risk with the with the guys that I'm buying as I do. Like there's so much reward to Chad's point, to Bill's point, to your, you know, what things that you've said. Um, so Chad says, uh, but there's risk, right? There's a lot of risk and that's why I don't do it. Chad says, um, he lists all of his slabs. This is following up earlier question. Kendall asked Chad, he lists all of his slabs on Facebook, my slabs and eBay, non-graded singles only on eBay buys from local card shows and whatnot and sniper bidding eBay auctions late at night. Chad's a stud, but then he says, uh, to answer Kendall's question, slab folio works great for listing at eBay and my slabs at the same time. I think that I remember that now that he said, so thanks for sharing Chad. That's great. Um, and Chad has a bunch more um, great stuff in the comments. I'm not going to read all of them, but thanks for contributing. Kendall, did you have a uh, a buy? Like I, I think my maxi buy then got into answering Bill's question, and I don't think we've got to your buy yet. Uh, I would think that I was going to talk about Kyle Manzardo and why I was just saying like he is a guy worth following. I think he's a great guy in a great pro- he's a great prospect in a great system and in a position to get promoted soon. Um, Kyle Manzardo coming in with a hundred. I mean, his combined. Let's see. I'm just going to average the three years of him in in minor league baseball real quick. 173 plus 183 plus 145. <laughs> what is Kendall doing right now? Oh, I got a point here. <laughs> this is great. Divided by For three. those of you listening, okay. this is this is he, entertaining. He is averaging over the last three seasons uh, of minor league baseball. He is averaging 168 WRC plus, which is 68% above average. Uh, like he's averaging 68% above average over th- his first three years in the minor leagues. So he's popping off in a way that a lot of other people aren't popping off. He's gone through complex high a and double a 
Double A is a huge test for players. He got 30 games last year there, 122 plate appearances. He had 15% strikeout rate, which is half of what I'm like. That's halfway into my green zone. 30% is where I'm like X and, you know, you know, um, He's got a 323 batting average, 148 WRC plus at double A. He's walking almost at the same percentage that he has a K percentage. He's hitting five home runs. His ISO is 253, which is incredible. He's just like popping off on all the stats that I'm like, this is what you look for in a great baseball player. So like if I am literally to just go down the list and I'm like Kyle Manzardo, you know, I, I don't, I don't look at, at film as much as some other players. So like, like Aram has like a ton of access to film because of like his his background in scouting. Um, this is Aram from JustBaseball.com. Yeah. For those of you who don't who don't know, right? Great resource. And so, uh, it, it, I don't have that. I just have like the box scores and the stats. But it's done me well so far. Like I've I've done yeah. pretty well in baseball cards. Well, the beautiful um, thing about cards is like, for me, as long as I'm smart enough to just ask you questions, then I can win. And same thing with you guys listening. Like as long as you're smart enough to ask lefty questions, um, at lefty McKee on Twitter, uh, and to listen to the show and lefty's going to probably do another baseball card strategy for uh, show for us here soon. Yeah. Um, but that, no, that's great. Okay, great. So you love, so you're making me feel even better about my $550 purchase. Oh, I think, yeah. Like when you said like this guy has him for 550, you know, what should I do? I was like, man, you need to take that card and run with it. Because if you can get it right now, like right in the very edge, uh, like the very last edge of buying season for baseball, if you can get a guy who I think could make a sneaky appearance in the race system this year. And I know you got, you like to turn them real fast. Um, like even so last year when we did our top 100 update for just baseball, Kyle Manzardo comes in at 77. That's that could sound bad. That could be like, Oh crap. He's at 77. No, he's on the list. Like that's important. You know, there are some guys that we're investing in that aren't even on the top 100 list yet. Yeah. That's how much of like, um, that's how much deep diving that we, that like that I and slash we do is yeah. like, typically I'm getting guys before they're on the top 100 list. And then once they get on the top 100 list, other people are like, Oh crap, I need to go buy this guy. Then that's when you sell them. But right. Kyle Manzardo is 77 on our top 100. And this, the first line right here, um, the, fr this is from Aram. He's like, Kyle Manzardo is tearing up the minor leagues. Okay, cool. So it, 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 we'll just leave it at yeah. that. And he rocks a, just a delicious mustache. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> you can see it on his card too. And um, what I love about what you just said too is that like he's not on the MLB pipeline top 100 yet either. So when you can when you can snipe guys that just I, like literally if all you guys have time for is going to justbaseball.com and cross referencing the list with the MLB pipeline top 100 and then just coming up with some names that have snuck onto just baseball's top 100 but yeah. aren't on MLB pipelines. Yeah. That's a sneaky way of getting like buying low because like what Kendall just said, and he's not on Kyle Manzardo's not on MLB pipeline yet that I've he seen. Is. So, he Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just updated it like a week ago. So, Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm they wrong. They updated yeah. it actually January 29th. So now the yesterday. other thing, the other thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's why, cause I looked at it the day before yesterday for Kyle Manzardo, literally. But anyway, uh, good for me. I got the card. 
Uh, Kendall loves Kyle Manzardo. I'm happy. Uh, hopefully you guys can get some prospects. There were a lot of prospects at the show. Um, Chad Gill searches for those. Um, BM has another question. Bill has another question. I want to take it real quick. Then I want to get to sell because mine's quick. And then I got one more question that we need to take from Ryan Kazakoff. That's a question more for lefty than it is for me. So selfishly, I need to take it on the show here, uh, get some value out. Um, Kendall, Jackson Merrill, Bowman Chrome first. I have a picture of another player on his card. Is this true? And what does it do to the value of the card? <laughs> this is yeah. worse than O'Neill Cruz's yeah. name being spelled yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there is a backwards. So it's Jackson. So I have not confirmed with anybody higher, like in the actual system, because they've been kind of hush hush about this. But there's the other uh, about a, about six or seven months ago, we were talking about Jackson Merrill in my group chat, like with some of the baseball card guys. And one of the guys goes, that's weird. They have him batting from the wrong side of the plate. And uh, we were just like, oh, yeah, that is weird. You know, and then somebody was like, I don't think that's Jackson Merrill. <laughs> and so, yeah, there is some uh, there is some speculation. I'll just leave it this way. There's some speculation that that is not Jackson Merrill on his first card. Um, but I think that it unless it gets widely, widely broadcasted, Jackson Merrill is worth investing in because enough people like him that they're going to be like, oh, I got to make a sneaky Jackson Merrill play. And they're just going to go buy it. And it's not that different. And so, like, what I'm saying right now is as of right now. OK, great. Yes, he, it is not him. Thanks. Um, and so as of right now, I would go buy Jackson Merrill cards anyway because I think it's hilarious. I think it's because of the hype. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot. If there's extra reason to talk about a card, that means there's extra reason for people to notice it, which means there's extra reason for people to want to buy it, which means there's extra reason for wanting me to sell it. Yeah, totally. We'll, we'll put it that way. Love it. That's <laughs> I still great, think it's worth buying. Call. I think Jackson Merrill is good enough that his people are still going to want they're still going to buy their his cards are still going to move as an investment because it's Jackson Merrill, even though it's not him. You know, what's but, even funnier is like, these are on, are these on card autos? This looks like most of these are on card autos. All Bowman of Chrome is um, Bowman Chrome autos are on card. Yes. So what's funnier is if, if I'm signing my card, knowing it's no, it me, they weren't autos. They weren't autos. Oh, okay. His, okay. his first autos came out in a, in the next set. And they were actually him and his auto. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good for Jackson Merrill. That that's pretty funny. Good, uh, great question, Bill. Legi legitimate question. Um, even though it's 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 a funny anecdote, it's actually a legitimate uh, sports card investing question. So we love that. Good answer, Lefty. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of Bowman. You you definitely would have spent a lot of money at the show, man. There were there were tons of uh, Bowman Chrome first autos everywhere at that show, which is cool. Um, all right, so my sell of the week is Jalen Hurts. Um, my sell now is Jalen Hurts. Not that I don't like this guy, but this is just principles. I almost bought a Joe Burrow. Uh, I almost bought two base Joe Burrow rookie prism cards for $55 each at the show. But then I realized, and the guy wouldn't budge, but then I realized that's against my own principle. These Joe Burrows <laughs> were 30 bucks in October. And that's double. They're double the price now. And he just lost. And the reason why they were double the price is because he's in the playoffs. 
And this is the same thing with Jalen Hurts. So it's it's like I get that if you have like a banger Jalen Hurts card, that it would be like hard to sell. Um, the easiest Jalen Hurts stuff to sell would be like your base PSA tens or base PSA. Like get get rid of all that Jalen Hurts stuff now. It's not even rare. This is like the most you could ever get for it anyway, heading into the Super Bowl. I get that if you have like some crazy Jalen Hurts uh, contenders optic rookie ticket auto numbered PSA 9, 10, whatever. I get that that would be hard to get rid of, but I just think, um, you know, you can't argue with the data. Like his market is up 33% over the last 180 days, 7% over the last 90, 20% over the last 60, 13% over the last 30. 17% over the last 14 days and uh, 9% over the last seven days. And that probably doesn't even really include any sales of his cards since he won the NFC championship game. Um, heading into the Super Bowl is going to be the crescendo of value for Jalen Hurts cards for a long time. And so I would tell you as much as hype as you are about the Super Bowl, all that stuff, I would say definitely sell Jalen Hurts right now. Let me know what you think in the comments. It seems like I'm reading Chad as I'm talking, but it seems like he's agreeing here because he had his uh, his Hurts listed uh, in an auction last night. Is that right? Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Chad. So, uh, Kendall, who's, who are you selling right now? Um, I, I wish I was selling cards. I just wish I was being oh, yeah, able good, to sell cards. Good point. You're not literally selling anything. Um, no, but I, I would agree with uh, the. I, I would actually agree with both quarterbacks right now. I would I would sell either one of them if you're trying to make uh, that profit flip, and then you can buy back both of them in a couple of months. Um, we've talked about this a lot that where you can buy and flip single players your yep. for uh, over a career. You can buy and sell hype margins. I think this is possible with these two guys. Um, I'm not convinced that Jalen Hurts is, you know, I don't know if he can repeat what he's doing right now. Um, You're not alone in that. I think there's probably, I would say, if I had to guess, there's probably 50% of football card collectors that would agree with you on that. That's a total guess, but yeah. I think you're right. I, I, I think it'd be hard for him to to keep doing this. I just, I don't know. Like, uh, for instance, I was, I play poker with the same guys every Wednesday night. Like, I, it's just like habitual. And we go, we went to this thing today and they were like, Kendall, you know, you're big into sports cards. So I was like, yeah. And they said, you have to uh, uh, start, bench, and cut in regards to sports cards over the next 10 years. And they gave me Lawrence, Herbert, and Hertz. And I said, Oh man, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to cut Herbert because I think that now this is a hot take. I know people are going to be freaking pissed when I say this, but I think that the chargers are going to get worse before it gets better. I think they have coaching problems. They have it's, their weapons are all injured or hurt or aging. Um, I think Eckler moves before Herbert's peak. And I think Herbert is over. So is overbought right now. I think so. Like I think there's other quarterbacks at the same esh like higher echelon that are worth less money that you can buy into. Um, so I cut Herbert. I put I benched Hertz because I just was talking about his longevity of his career because I'm just now he's a gamer. That's why I was like I think I got to put him in there above Herbert because I just think that he's kind of one of those guys that's like please doubt me, you know, like please doubt me. I will I will prove you wrong. But like when he's at the top, I don't know if he's going to stay at the top. And then I put 
I, I obviously have take. I've told you guys about my Trevor Lawrence take. I think he's going to yep. be awesome. So I agree with you on that. Interesting. I probably would have. Bet I probably would have had him had it maybe like starting Herbert, benching Lawrence and cutting Hurts. So I think I had maybe the opposite of you, but I'm not really thinking about it that for that long. But that that's a that's a cool question. I think that's that's actually like what at some level I'm doing with all of my sports card investments right now as I'm deciding who to buy, who not to buy, all that stuff. Chad says, um, if you have an eBay store, this is for you, Kendall, but for everybody also. When stuff, because maybe Kendall's cards just suck and maybe that's why he's not selling any of them. I it mean... could be. I think you told me that once, Kendall, on the show. I think you said maybe your cards aren't moving because you don't have good cards. I could be wrong, but- I mean, that's it's, true. It's some, something you would say. Some of the stuff that I'm trying to sell is stuff that just, that is super risky, you know, like- Yeah, let's help left, Lefty out. Let's let's go buy his cards. When stuff gets stale for Chad, he runs a sale promotion on his eBay store, like 15, 15% off any card. He says that kickstarts the sales again. So we I love the sales tips here on the Sports Card Strategy Show. We definitely want to get into more of that uh, as we continue to create content here with you guys. So um, one other question from the audience. Ryan Kazakoff emailed me. Uh, he says, hey, Paul, I love the podcast and would like your opinion on something. After the tops buyback is over, what do you think will happen to the prices of 2022 Chrome Judge and Goldie cards? And I'm not a, this is Paul Goldschmidt. That's Goldie. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I have loads of Judge 2022 Chrome base, uh, Chrome cards, base refractors, and numbered. I bought in heavy last fall uh, when I decided to start collecting Judge after being out of the hobby since I was a kid. I'm 40 now. That's awesome. Great, great, great work, Ryan. I also need a, Goldie Magenta Speckle to complete my set and also a Wander. Should I trade in the Judge cards now or is this the new floor? Should I expect, so it's another question, should I expect to spend $100 plus on a Goldie Magenta Sparkle or will that come back down after the buyback ends? Mm. And he says, feel free to forward to Kendall. I don't have his email and would like his opinion too. So that's why I said, I emailed him, so I'm taking this one on the show with Lefty. This yeah. is a question this is a um this is a take that i don't know if i have all the information on but i'm fairly confident what i'm about to say um the buyback uh, th th this was where it, like shops were buying back these cards um if you ripped them you could immediately sell them back to car uh, back to uh any card shop that was participating it was like a tops thing that i think they were trying to get the pop down um dude cash in yesterday these are not cards worth investing in they are not their first they're not autos they are not they are very common and as soon as this buyback thing is out these cards will plummet in value the reason why they have a price right now is because there's a buyback opportunity because there's money to be made there instantly i mean it's literally like for a while people were buying like for five bucks and being able to just like five exit instantly, like sneaky play. But oh man, I would hate for you to hold these long term. Please get rid of them unless you're PCing them. Like if you're trying to make a rainbow for the Goldie, like what you're talking about, then I would wait for that last one. But get rid of all of them. Literally, do not keep one if you're trying to hold them for value because these cards are going to plummet, especially if you did invest big, like what you're saying, like 
you will lose tons of money, I believe, if you do not. Uh, because the reason why these cards have value right now is because there's immediate transactions that are capable. That when these cards are not immediately immediately uh, transactions, they'll have like this stigma of being, you know, the card that used to be buy, buy back by shops, and then they'll be worth like three to four bucks, maybe at, at card shows, just because of the lore of what it is. But like seriously, this card could be worth a dollar. I mean, they're you don't want a card from the year that somebody broke a record. You want the card from the, like, as they break the record, you want the first card. You know, like, veteran cards just never really play out to be worth anything, so. Yeah. Great take. Great take. Thanks for uh, thanks for the answer, Lefty, and uh, thanks for the question, Ryan. That's awesome. Uh, we love all of you guys. Thanks for making the show what it is. The audience is growing, but we're still – we're still small. So, I mean, we're going to answer everyone's question. We're going to get you into the show. We're going to either answer it on the show or in the comments on YouTube, or if you email us directly, or if you tweet at us, he's at Lefty McKee. I'm at no offseason card. If you DM me on Instagram, I'm at sports card strategy. So whatever your flavor is of communicating, um, communicate with us and we're going to involve you in the show. Uh, we really love you guys. Appreciate everything. A uh, couple reminders coming up. So I'm going to do a premium show next uh, next week. So if you join at premium.sportscardstrategy.com or if you join at the YouTube channel and just click the join button, it's $9.99. The, I'm thinking, I've been thinking about this during today's show. I'm thinking that the best content is going to be a culture collision show recap with videos along with me walking walking you through my 2023 spreadsheet so who I've bought, who I'm looking to buy, uh, who I've sold already, and what the profit margin is, and recapping my 2022 spreadsheet. Kendall, when you and I first started doing the show together, uh, about a year ago is when you started doing the show with me. We talked about our spreadsheets a lot. We talked about like how important it is to track what you're doing. And so I think uh, that's what I'm going to do on the next premium show is walk you guys through and share my screen and for those of you just listening, I'll, I'll do a good job, um, you know, with a voiceover on what my, what's in my spreadsheet and, and kind of how I tracked 2021, 2022, and how I'm tracking 2023. So um, Chad has a question about this, I think. If on free premium for a year, do I need to upgrade to participate? That's a great question. I'm glad that Chad asked that because I want the nooffseason.com subscribers to get the most value. Uh, I want everybody to get a lot of value, but I want, but it, the people at nooffseason.com are paying me more for the content. So when you subscribe to nooffseason.com, what I do is in the, in the monthly members only article that you guys are familiar with, uh, I take the premium, I take the video of the premium shows, which would include the audio, obviously, so the answer to Chad's, and, and I put that in, embed that in the article later on. So if you go back to January's, for example, Chad, you'll have the premium show for January in that article. So the answer is yes. If you, if you buy at nooffseason.com or even if you do the free for a year, uh, you'll get that content. Now you won't get it like, there's another guy, I won't drop his name on the air, but he's a super good guy uh, who emails me all the time about listening. 
So his thing is, I just want to listen. I don't have time to watch. I don't have time to read. Great. Upgrade on the on Spotify then, because then it's like, that's why it's there. It's just the, the convenience or the luxury or whatever you want to call it of being able to listen. So I'm not trying to get you guys to spend all this money. I want to get, get you guys the value. And then, of course, uh, if you just want the year for free, get everything for free for a year, email me at paul at nooffseason.com. Uh, Kendall, do you have anything else to add for today's show? Dude, play that rock music. That's what I need you to do. We need to play the rock music. Everybody have a great day. We'll, we'll see you again next week.